theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. The blood of God still washes and cleanses. Somebody give Him praise. Praise God. Amen. I'm so thankful for what I feel and I want to go ahead and jump right on into the word of the Lord. It's already been said, but we do believe that Extraordinary Church is the perfect church for imperfect people. We say it so much, not because we want to sound like a broken record, but because we do want to communicate our message and our values and what's a part of our DNA. And so we're thankful to be able to do life with you this afternoon. Open up your Bible or your Bible app to the book of Genesis chapter 3. And then we're going to jump to Acts chapter 2. As a matter of fact, we're preaching uh, in this similar vein on the kingdom and uh, in a similar vein of the kingdom identity. But I do want to make an announcement. Many of you all may know uh, earlier this week we had a, a family member who lost a loved one. Matter of fact, she too was a part of the EC family. But Joanne Rodriguez in particular lost her 38-year-old daughter so quickly. And so, as a matter of fact, Katesia Goodridge was 38 when she passed away. She left a son, uh, 17 years of age. Many of you know Roger and RJ. I want you to be praying uh, with uh, and for the family. We want the Spirit of God to comfort. He said he will not leave you comfortless, but I will send my spirit to comfort. And so uh, we've been talking with the family, and I know some of you have phoned. Uh, Joanne told me yesterday that she is in a place now to receive some phone calls and perhaps even some visits and so that's certainly appropriate in that regard and the funeral will be the last Saturday of this month I believe that's the 31st that's the 31st and so it'll be the 31st uh, at two o'clock and we'll be sending out more details in that regard thankful for the body of Christ because it is in moments like this that we need one another we need one another and I'm thankful for a family that we can do life with that you know what the Bible is clear when we need to weep with one another we'll weep and when we need to rejoice we'll rejoice amen you have your Bible or your Bible app with you lift it up real high really quickly we like to do this often praise God there's nothing like the Word of God just repeat after me this is my Bible it is the Word of God I can have what it says I can have I can do what it says I can do and I will be what it says I can be in Jesus name praise God let's look at this Genesis 3 verse 1 now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and he said to the woman has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden I'm gonna unpack that in a moment let's go to Acts chapter 2 verse 42 you're going to see how I'm going to attempt to bring this together here in just a moment. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 through 47. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together. Everybody say together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need so continuing daily everybody say daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising God and having favor with all people and the Lord added everybody say added to the church daily those who were being saved and by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach this thought to you this afternoon. You are known. You are known. Would you help me pray? Father, help me to preach your word in the name of Jesus. Help me to teach your word today. I thank you in advance for illumination. I pray right now that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will come upon the body of Christ today in this local assembly. I pray that they'll not just see themselves as just 
church goers God but they will see themselves as activated members of the body of Christ let a shift happen today in our mentality and in our thinking so that we can become aligned with everything you've called us to do God rip the lid of religion off of our lives and everything that we have allowed to limit our lives through religiosity and religious belief systems rip those things into shreds God and let a revelation of your spirit Lord come into us God we'll give you thanks and praise for that and we declare it in Jesus name would you give him praise praise God amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord you are known we've been teaching and preaching on the kingdom for some time now and I don't know about you I hope that you have enjoyed it as much as I have at least enjoyed teaching it preaching it studying it and if you hadn't had an opportunity I want to encourage you go back listen to some of the messages if you've missed any of them it's my hope that they will help you um, I read to you in the book of Acts specifically a text that if we I believe if we understand it that the Spirit of God what he birthed in the early church you understand that God is still building in the church and in our generation today I believe there are a few things that we can pull from this text that will help us understand better understand our identity in God and how the church of the living God should operate see when you think about this and we talk about this briefly in our growth track but uh, the Bible is full of descriptions about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and those descriptions of the body of Christ, if you read them, you'll notice it says things like the church is the body of Christ. Or it says the church is the bride of Christ. They say that the church is a family. Praise God. I'm thankful to be a part of a family. Amen. Yes, the Bible, if you don't know it in Ephesians, don't hold me to it. I believe it's 2.19. says that we are of the household of God. Praise God. There are all kinds of descriptions used to help us understand what the organism, not the organization, but the organism of the church is like on the earth. If you just take a moment and take a gander and look through the book of Hebrews, you'll understand there's so many times that the, the language is like the people of God or like the house of God or like a home. The book of Hebrews talks about the house and about the edifice and about the building in the natural, but also in the spirit. Because there's something that happens among the people of God that we need to understand. And I want you to hear these two statements. This building we're sitting in today is not the church. The people sitting in the building are the church. The next thing I want you to understand is the people that are sitting in the building are actually a building themselves. See, Hebrews chapter 3 said that Jesus was a steward over his house. And the writer of Hebrews says, and we have become that house. First Peter 2 5 he says it like this you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ we gathered in a building but the building we have gathered in is not the church praise God the building, the people, the building, the people, we are made up of lively stones. And if you ever wonder about the foundation we're built upon, we're built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. So we are firmly planted. Winds and rains may come, but I can let you know we won't go anywhere because the church is tethered to God, Jesus Christ praise God we are living stones and if you're sitting next to somebody who is experienced a new birth they themselves are living stones and together we are built as the house of God and this house of God talking about this assembly God has brought us together to become this building corporately this house this house i'm talking about extraordinary church is home to many people praise god i believe it's going to be home to a lot more people in canada here too i really do believe that we say it thank you thank you for agreeing with me and declaring that i believe that we are the perfect church for imperfect people 
I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and said, man, the moment I walked through the doors, I felt at home. Or, you know what? My family finally found a home. Oh, a pastor, I don't know what it is, but there's something about extraordinary church. I've had people tell me, some of you drive an hour, some drive a little bit more than an hour. I know some people who have told me, I live almost two hours away, and if I'm, I'm so tempted to drive here every week because I've never been a part of a people who were so loving and so kind. I'm thankful for that today. Uh, they feel safe. Somebody told me earlier this week that they appreciate just what God is doing and the, the dynamic and engaging offering that we have for our teenagers. And I was talking with somebody else. They've been so kind to talk about what we've got going on for the kids. There's just something about, if you can't feel it, I believe you can. There's something about the atmosphere in extraordinary church that isn't like every other church something that we're passionate about I, I i know somebody pastor barry that was with us not too long ago and they had to move and relocate for job purposes and they were telling me they said uh pastor this this is this this extraordinary church's home as a matter of fact they were just praying they said pray with me i want to come back to the region because i want to be a part of a church that i can be loved and i can feel safe and accepted and god can do a work in my life matter of fact i'm almost quoting her she said i'm tired of religion and she said I didn't even realize how sick and tired I was of religion until I left extraordinary church and ended up somewhere else for three years four months and one day to be exact Sarah and I have prayed and worked to make this feel like more than just a religious gathering I'm passionate about that. We pray that people with like minds and like precious faith would come. And I'm thankful that we have a leadership team. I'm thankful we have a group of people like yourselves who are, are not into a bunch of religious red tape, but would love to like make people feel at home and understand there's a place at the table that Jesus Christ has prepared at this place. And we will do everything we can to make sure people feel at home when they walk through the doors. As a matter of fact, not even when they walk through the doors, I want them to feel at home when they drive down the street. Amen. Praise God. I want people to feel at home. And I've told you before, I believe extraordinary church is a place of restoration. I was thinking about this because this house, extraordinary church, I was thinking of all of the people that have come to be restored. People who've come to recover. There's an account, you all know it, in Luke. if you read it in Luke, you'll know about the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son, he finds himself in this pig pen, and the Bible says he came to himself. He came to himself, and he said, look, I'm a son, and if I could just get out of this pig pen and get back to my, my father's home, maybe I can be a servant in his house. In other words, he was saying, I don't have to even be a son anymore. I've blown it royally. I've wasted life. I've made too many mistakes. I've messed up too much. If I could just get back home, I'll just be a servant in my father's house. I won't even claim my sonship. I just want to be a servant in his house. And the good news is when he got down from the road, hold on, when he came to his senses and he decided to go home when he got down from the road, the good news is the father didn't wait on him to come and apologize I'm messing with some of y'all today as a matter of fact the father went running to his son and covered him and said hey you know what he covered him with his best robe and said my son has come home I want you to know that you're a part of a church who is welcoming you home this afternoon praise God we got room for the broken we got room for the messed up we got room for the confused we got room for everybody who can't get it together and those who think you have it together here the father will come running to you and there's some people here today you've made a mess of your life you've fallen down you didn't trip as a matter of fact you dug the pit and was like this jumped in it but the good news is when you come to yourself and the spirit of God begins to convict you and that's his grace, by the way, that's his love, by the way, and you begin to realize like I have the error of our ways. Many people find restoration here, a place to come back home to place where you can be restored, a place where you can recover, where families can be put back together. 
where marriages can be restored. I don't know about you, but I always want that to be the case here at Extraordinary Church. It will always be the perfect church for imperfect people, praise God. A place where imperfect people can call it home. Is anybody thankful for a place called home? That's what it is. A place to raise your family, a place where you can plug in, a place where you can get connected. It's the kind of home you'll be able to build a marriage in. And by his grace, he's building a home where you'll be able to discover your gifts in. It's the kind of home you'll want to sow your seed and invest your time and make a difference. And everybody needs a spiritual home to come to. And yet, I thought about all the people who call Extraordinary Church home. But some wake up in the morning, and though they feel like they're at home, they feel all alone. How can you come home and feel all alone at the same time? What a paradox. Feel like nobody knows you. It's easy to get lost in any church. I'm your pastor, and I'm telling you that church can be challenging at times. And what I have found is that there are a lot of people who've been hurt by the church, who come to church, and sometimes they get here late and they leave early and few know it. You know what I've come to do today? I've come to heal that today. I've come not only to expose it, but to tell you that the plan of God for your life is not for you to come late and leave early and dodge people, dodge the people of God. The Lord is wanting to plant you in. I want you to know you and I were not created to call this place home and feel alone. You were created to be known. Now, hear me, I'm not out to uh, massage your ego or to build you up in this sense. I'm certainly not out to tear you down, but I'm not here to stroke your ego because most of us understand that if our egos need anything, they need less affirmation, they need to die. <laughs> That's what, you know, we, we get all the affirmation that we want or we get an affirmation complex due to the lack thereof what we get via social media. But I'm not here today to feed your ego. Uh, Jesus wants you to know that you are super, super special. I'm simply trying to remind you of who you are in the kingdom of God. So first of all, I want you to know that you are known by God. Look at your neighbor. Tell him you're known by God. That's right. That's right. Look at him. Give him a nice smile beneath the mask. Tell him you're known by God. And see, you're known by God. You're not just known by God in, uh, in some disconnected uh, inanimate way like God knows about you but he doesn't know you very well let me give you an example how many of you all know things or know people but you don't know them very well we got a few people that are willing to be honest you know it's always fascinating uh, people that claim to allegedly know things really well and then they're just so misinformed <laughs> praise God I got one person that's going to help me out Praise God. I'm, I'm, I'm always a little concerned when people speak authoritatively about something I know they know very little about. You got to beware of, of those people, if you will. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm navigating through something right now and uh, just kind of, and, and it's interesting. I know people are talking and chatting and finally, finally, I had one pastor who called me. I said, you're the first who called me. And you know what? I said, what's interesting about that is I've always known you were a man of character. I've always known. He said, well, I thought it'd be better to get it from the source. I thought, isn't that a novel concept? Praise God. Instead of talking to everybody else, talk to the source. But we've been there. You know what? Where we, we know little about a little bit, but we talk about it. Same with people. You know what? I remember, uh, did I tell you about my Michael Jordan experience? Pastor Bird, Sarah's like, tell him. <laughs> anyway, I just make a, I'll fast forward real quick. I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. We got to one of his last, to his last game, or close to, we've been to two games, but we saw him in the street like he was going into his restaurant. There was like nobody there. This was before smartphones and all that stuff. Uh, and I can remember we were just sitting at the, sitting in our car. These three cars pull up, nice car. And then there's like this, like, car that I had like never seen before like I was like like it was a model type car and then this third car pulls up guy at the front looks first car he gets out he looks and the guy in the third car gets out and looks 
And then the guy in the middle car, door opens up like this. And we were like, dang, what's going on? And then we looked, just stepped out, MJ. I was like, what? We were screaming. You know, my voice got real high. I was like, Michael, Michael. We were screaming. I'm not going to front. Me and my buddy, we were screaming. And Mike, Mike was so cool, he just kind of looked back at me. And I was like, I know he's probably like, this brother, Lord. But just because I had that interaction with Michael doesn't mean I know Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the the uh, I'm an American. That the the head coach of the women's Olympic team, Dawn Staley. Uh, she went to the University of Virginia. We actually we we've had dinner once. I, I I've even been to her uh, apartment. And you know what? That doesn't mean I I know her. If somebody asked her today, this was 20 plus years. If somebody asked her who Akil Thompson was, she'd probably be like, who? I'd be shocked if she remembered. See, the reality of it is we want to know people, and we want people to know us. The greatest fear for most of humanity is that they are unknown. See, God knows you, and I want you to understand he knows you, not in, not in some disconnected way, but God knows you very intimately. Matthew 10, 30 says that the hairs on your head are numbered. He knows you that way. Now, uh, that literally means, some of us think that means that he knows the number of hairs on our head. He knows all of that, but it means that your hairs are literally numbered. Like when 949 fell to the ground today, when you were brushing it, God knew that hair. I can't say the same. I don't know about 949. Praise God. I got, <laughs> I'm like, help me, Jesus. Praise God. I used to have a boy. That's, that's a whole nother story for another time. Uh, but what I want you to understand is he knows you. And here's what's crazy about God. God doesn't just know the good chapters of your life. God knows everything about your life. And he loves you anyway. See, God is not impressed with the gifts that everybody else is impressed with. God is the kind of person that knows the worst that there is to know about you. And yet he believes the best that there is to see in you and for your future. I want you to understand today that God knows you and we're sitting. Let me just help you out right now. We're sitting in a place worshiping a God that can never be informed. Praise God. You'll never inform him. You will never have to worry about giving God an update. You'll never have to wake up in the morning and hope that he discovered something. He knows everything. This is a God and it is absolutely mind-boggling what he knows. He knows everything and he knows everything about you. He knows and yet he loves you and I. Somebody ought to give him praise for that. Oh, somebody ought to bless him. To know that there's a God who wants to intimately, who knows you intimately. Let me read this to you, the 139th Psalm, verses uh, 1 through 6. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue. Did you catch this? But behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. This is a God that intimately knows you. And I need to say this for the people who have been beaten by religion that tells you we serve a God who is out to get you and beat you down. The God that I serve did not come to destroy you and throw you into hell. He came to earth. He died for humanity. He rose again because he loved you and I. He has a plan for your future. I don't care how much you've messed up, how many mistakes you've made. He knows that too. And still you woke up this morning and he ordered your steps into this house because he's not finished with your life. He knows you. Jesus is a good God. And if you're not dead, he's not done. 
God is going to finish what he started. And somebody needs to be encouraged today that if the Lord God is still on the throne, which is the case, it doesn't matter how many times you've fallen. This is a house. This is a home in which you can get back up again and understand that he loves you. He's for you. He's with you. And he's not through with you yet. Praise God. So he knows you. He knows you. See, I want you to know, though, that the kingdom of God goes beyond him knowing you. He wants you to be known, not only in heaven, but he wants you to be known on the earth. The crown of God's creation in the book of Genesis was a man. God looked at his crown in Adam and said, it is not good that he be alone. Wait a moment. Did, did God not have Adam? Was God not with Adam in the garden? If God was with Adam in the garden, then was he really alone? Yes and no. He was not alone spiritually, but he was alone physically. See, God recognized something about Adam. That although he could have companionship with God spiritually, he needed companionship with humanity in the natural. Praise God. And see, this is what I want to expose and say there are people in this room today that will say things like this. And I know what you mean when you say it. I understand it. I want you to hear me. But it's not theologically accurate. You'll say things like, me and Jesus, we got our own thing going on. Yes, you and Jesus can have your own thing going on, but can I tell you that's not the intent of God for your life. It is not good for you to be alone. I'm not telling you that it's always among the masses and the multitudes, but I'm telling you, you cannot survive literally if it is just one. Animals on the ark, two by two. Jesus sent out the disciples to preach. He sent them out two by two. If you're going to experience the manifested local presence of God, he did not say where one is gathered in my name. He said where two or three. He's simply saying at least two. And anybody else that wants to come, that's just icing on the cake. Praise God. If one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. You would expect him to say if one can put 1,000 to flight, then two can put 2,000 to flight. I need you to get this. But something happens when you and I come together in relationship and togetherness. One can put 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000. And what, is, what are we talking about putting to flight? We're talking about putting our enemies to flight. If one can put 1,000 to flight, then two are bad enough to be hell's worst nightmare because 10,000 got to get up and go. Why? Because we are together. Whew. hear me there is this power of being connected to the body of Christ okay now if you study the context of scripture you will understand you'll understand this see the book of Ecclesiastes I don't have time to go there it talks about recovery two are better than one why? Why are two better than one? Because the Bible says in this same passage, if one falls in the ditch, all of a sudden, man, what you doing in the ditch? Man, help me about this mess. We'll talk about that later. Okay, I'm going to help you out. But if one falls in the ditch all by himself, how can there be recovery? How can there be restoration? Y'all not going to help me this afternoon, but that's okay. Listen, but when you fall in the ditch and there's another one with you, what are you doing in the ditch? Man, I need you. 
I'm going to reach down and pick you up out of your mess. <laughs> See? And never mind, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say you can, if you haven't fallen in the ditch, just keep living. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Praise God. Yes, I need God, and I know I can't make it without him, okay? But you need to understand, he sends people into our lives to be blessings. <laughs> praise God, praise God. I'm going to go for it today. I'm, I'm going to bust this devil wide open. Hear me, praise God. I want you to understand, we're talking about the kingdom. I want you to understand that the way that God's kingdom is established is outside of isolation. God may test you in isolation. He won't tempt you, by the way, okay? He might test you in isolation because really most of the time when God was testing me was to get me to see what he already knew about me. He may test us in solitude or isolation, but the call of God always comes with witnesses. And the fruit of that calling always happens among witnesses. Just read it anywhere in the scripture. You will understand that the confirmation will happen amongst witnesses. How do you think Paul even got accepted? Because Barnabas said, hey, I know I've seen. I'm telling you, I've watched him walk in the way and preach Jesus. And then the disciples extended him the right hand of fellowship. I'm telling you, your calling is confirmed amongst witnesses. Now, I'm telling you this. I don't want everybody to hear me clearly. And let me be clear. The pulpit, I will never use this pulpit at all for political purposes. That is not what it is about at all. I will not preach politics. I'm not interested in conservatism or liberalism. I'm going to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified because he is the answer, period. Praise God. But I am telling you this. And I want you to know this statement is not a political statement. I'm speaking to the spirit realm. I am telling you that the enemy is profiting from COVID-19 because of the isolation that is being caused and settling in people's lives. I'm preaching this message to the spirit realm in a response to a year and five months of demonic assignments to isolate people. You and I have come through 17 months of a season where principalities have attempted to shift the narrative in the kingdom. Please understand my heart. We even have well-intended leaders who are doing the same thing and they don't understand what it's all about. And if you are in this room and I'm not trying to pick on you, but you're more interested in who is or isn't vaccinated, you're missing the assignment. This is bigger than vaccines. This is bigger than a mask. This is bigger than physical distance. This is an assignment of isolation. It's an assignment of isolation. I've come to chop the head off of that devil in this region so that we can experience apostolic revival like God wants us to. Some of you might be upset with me. Please know my heart. I don't, I don't think you are, but the Bible said in the book of Acts that they were continually in the Lord's temple and they were praising and worshiping God together. And now we got people rewriting the story, attempting to create a disconnected narrative of isolation where you can sit in your pajamas and drink coffee or tea and have God at home all by yourself. I'm thankful for technology. Digital will always be here. I am passionate about creating as much of a digital presence as we can. And I know many of you watching online want to be here. I'm not talking to you. Again, I'm preaching to this spirit of isolation. I'm thankful for technology, but I still believe I need to be among the righteous and the presence of the Lord. And there's so many out here who might be preaching this stuff who are relying a whole lot on technology that we may not have access to tomorrow. What you going to do when they say you can't speak the name of Jesus on Facebook Live? What you going to do when they say you can't speak it on YouTube? Oh my God. 
I've come to obliterate the assignment of isolation so that we can advance the kingdom. God is trying. Listen, I'm telling you right now, the enemy is trying to keep you over there and you over there and you over here and you over here and keep us disconnected. Why do you think I had us get up out of our seats and give somebody an elbow and give somebody a foot? Because we are the body of Christ joined fitly together. And of course, please hear me, I want you to take care of yourself. I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't take care of yourself. I preach this. I live it. I wash my hands more than anyone in this place. And I probably am running more than anyone in this place. I run 15 to 20 miles a week. I take my vitamin A, B, C, D, and K. I want you to take care of yourself. Get the victory or get the vaccine, but don't change what God has established as his plan to bring people together and hear the word of the Lord. We need each other now more than ever, more than we've ever needed each other before. Whew. And you know what? I want to speak to that devil. Isolation did not work at Extraordinary Church. We came out stronger. We came out growing. We came out vibrant. We might have been in a fight, but we came through that fight. We might have been in a storm, but we came through that storm. We might have been in a season of night, but we're coming out, Pastor Barry, into the promises of God. Satan set it up to isolate and divide, but I'm here to let you know Jesus conquered him at Calvary, and we are together. We're together. That won't happen here at Extraordinary Church. Praise God. See, Satan sets it up, sets it up, Shania, to divide and isolate. That's what, he, that's what he does. See, watch this. Watch this. In the text I read to you in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Notice this. Adam is not with Eve. When the serpent lied to her. Are you hearing me? See. Satan will lie to you. Not. When you're connected. He's going to lie to you when you're alone. He'll even begin to twist the word of God. Well, surely God did not say. And because you're alone and because you're isolated, you'll begin to entertain things. Oh, I'm talking to somebody today. I'm here to help you. How many of you know, you know what? This is why you need people in your life because sometimes I've thought stupid stuff and, and then I tell my, my wife what I was thinking over a period of time and she said, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking? And then I said to somebody else, that's the dumbest thing. And then I realized how dumb it is because I've got somebody in my life to tell me how dumb it is. But until then, I'm believing this foolishness and this nonsense because I'm isolated. This is where the enemy wants to get us in this regard. Can I tell you? Judas was not with the 12 when he hung himself. Oh my God, I'm speaking to something right now. See, you want to talk. I, don't get me wrong. Mental health is a big topic right now. And we need to talk about it. As a matter of fact, we're going to launch a small group in the fall to talk about mental health. But I want you to know one of the greatest things that will help you in your mental health is getting connected with somebody. And not just somebody. We need others. We need others. We need others. You want to thank God for the body of Christ. Whew. See, here's my concern. My concern for people is that pride and pain have caused them to relish and rebel in their isolation. Pride and pain. See, pride is a liar. I don't need nobody else. I'm a lone ranger. No, you are not. There was Tonto, and Tonto is necessary. <laughs> 
pride will actually make you think you are indestructible when you are not. And in your pride, you will separate yourself from people. And Satan will pull you away and isolate you. And the people that know the truth can't be heard in your ears because pride tells you you are right and everybody else is wrong. Not only will pride isolate you, but pain will also do the same to you. How many of you have seen those uh, you just I, I tried to find a short YouTube video today I wanted to show you of when somebody tries to rescue a wounded animal you ever seen those videos where they've been they've been malnourished they haven't been fed or maybe even worse they're abused and uh, they find or find themselves in a situation and, and the people are trying to go rescue them and help them and instead of the animal who's been wounded responding in, in, in responding affirmatively or responding to the overtures of affection what do they do they growl and, and they're responding why because they've been hurt and here's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, my God, people. Jesus. That's how people in this house and in the kingdom can get hurt, okay? They get hurt at one church, and they get hurt in one ministry, and they run down the road to another, and they're wounded in their spirit, and pride tells them they can't be healed. Their pride tells them don't let anybody get close. Their pride tells them they're too hurt and messed up to ever recover, and I want you to know the devil is a liar. I feel like God wants me to let you know this afternoon he is here to heal the hurting. You are known by God. I'm known by God, but the challenge is to be known by each other you are known by God but I'm not omniscient I don't know everything there is to know about you until I take the time to do what we call life together we need to do life together I'm, I'm, I'm a, I got like a couple more pages I'm a close praise God Come on, uh, band, you can come. Praise God. Isabella, you can wait just a minute. You don't want to stand. They got uh, Jaden and Alex. They'll be all right. Praise God. <sighs> but God wants us to do life together. Can I just tell you right now? We're all busy. We're all busy. And busyness is of the devil. You have to make certain things a priority. When I wake up, Sarah and I, when we wake up, angels don't come pick us up out of bed, transport us into our reading room with the fire going and a heavenly host singing with the Bible opened up to right where I need to read the Bible. When I wake up, sometimes my back hurts. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. I have to push it. I look. I got... DMs on Instagram and Facebook Messenger and Twitter and text messages and emails and in some cases when I get up at 7 o'clock sometimes even some phone calls and if I respond to all of that first then my relationship with God will be put on the back burner if I do that my wife and I you know what I told her I said come on I want to take you out on a date yesterday I told her a couple of nights ago it might have been Friday and I said I'm take you out you know restaurants we can actually eat in a restaurant you can eat in a restaurant I don't, I don't, I don't know what y'all doing this afternoon but you can eat in I mean in a restaurant <laughs> I think some of y'all some of y'all forgot what that was you're like what is a restaurant praise God that's a place where they cook the food for you. You actually get a menu and somebody will come and talk to you. Tell you about the delicious foods they prepare. Go in the kitchen, prepare it for you, bring it to you. Praise. And then, you know, those are the folks that will serve you beverages. And if you want a little bit more, they'll bring you some. It's a phenomenal thing. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know where we're going, but we're going somewhere in the night too. Praise God. We went, we enjoyed ourselves. But you know what? She's like, what about the kids? I was like, they grown. <laughs> They'll figure it out. I told them, I said, make a peanut butter jelly sandwich, do something. Praise God. 
we're going out to eat. We're going to enjoy it. And then our favorite restaurant we went to, and do you know, we went, I said, man, we're going to enjoy it. Just the architecture, the design, the layout, the ambiance. I was like, baby, we just going to eat. It's going to be perfect. I look, I said, why are these people outside under the tent? We go to the restaurant and wouldn't you know it, they're under construction. But we still enjoyed it under the tent, praise God. The tent kept us dry. But you know what? We need one another. We need one another. We need one another. And here's what we're called to do life together. If I don't make time for that, we'll become isolated. Let me put something in your spirit. I want you to hear this. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, okay? We often do this. But I want you to see this. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Okay? A measure of faith. If you have been born again, you have a measure of faith. I need you to understand that. If you don't know what that means, just think about like a recipe. You put certain measurements in the recipe. And if you don't get that right, you're like, something tastes off. It's missing a little of this. It's missing a little bit of that. You have to do the right measurements, okay? Stick with me. For as we have many members in one body, okay? Many members in one body. I, I can remember sometimes, uh, this hasn't happened in a long time, but I used to sleep on my side when I was a teenager and my arm would fall asleep. And to get my arm back, I had to kind of go, I could not feel it at all, okay? I remember that. But listen, for we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. What am I trying to get you to understand? God has you here in this house, not to be isolated, but to be activated. You need to use the gifts that God has been giving you according to the measure. Don't think more of yourself than you ought to, but according to the measure he has given you, use that gift. He tells us, prophesy, prophesy to that measure. Give give to that measure teach teach to that measure exhort exhort to that measure we need you to activate your gifting in the body of christ this is so important if you want to get out of this and be i'm telling you you are known one of the greatest ways that you can do life here at extraordinary church because we're coming out of this covid foolishness i understand what i'm please understand what i'm saying that does not mean no mask you know, I hope y'all know that. I'm the safest person in there. Why do you think I'm not running up on y'all right now? But what I'm saying is, we're going to begin to get engaged. We're going to begin to serve. We're going to begin to make a difference. And we're going to begin to use our giftings. The enemy would want nothing more for you to remain right where you are and not do anything. But that is not the will of God. We're going to activate the gifts God has put in you and you're going to watch God do something in this day and in through this region through your life and through your ministry you have a ministry I was talking uh, a friend a uh, guy I knew he was preaching and he said hey I took all my friends out I think I told this story like a long time ago here he said I took all my friends out and uh, you know I want to treat everybody and as they were eating he said oh don't worry about it this one's on me and uh, he gave his credit card to the uh, server and the server came back excuse me try to be discreet uh, your card was declined he was like go run it again so they went run it again excuse me sir it's declined he's like what this time it's kind of starting to make a scene and he says uh, uh, just take take this one and try just try another one did and got taken care of and tried to save himself from an embarrassing moment but when he got on the phone, he called the credit card company and was blasting them one way or another. You don't know how embarrassed I was. Blah, blah, blah. Didn't let the people say anything in the customer service. Ah, da, 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 da. This was embarrassing. I'm done with you all. Yada. She says, will you let me say something? Finally, he was done. She said, listen, you have more than enough availability on this credit card. That wasn't the issue. We value you as a customer. The card is in your possession. None of those things are issues. But what you didn't do 
is you didn't call us and activate the card. Right now, you have gifts that you better activate. We need you in the body of Christ. Amen. I want you to know that in this house, in order to take it to the next level of activation, and it probably won't have anything to do with preaching, but I want you to know God has given you a measure. He has given you giftings that if you would just activate your gifts, it would be amazing what we'd see God do, especially if we didn't care who got the credit for it. Let me tell you another reason why we need to be known. And I want us all to stand. Bella, you can come. We need to be known so that we don't drift. I knew today was going to be long. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to have kept you. I didn't even put my timer on, but I just thought I'm not breaking this sermon up into two messages. Uh, some might scold me for that, but thank you for dealing with me. But we need to be known so that we don't drift. I'm talking about accountability okay woe be unto the people who are not known and thus have no accountability in their life God wants you and I to run with people a tribe that will call you and check on you when we haven't been to church in a moment you know what you know what really bothers me as a pastor there's, there's two things that really grieve me And here's what I know. The people who get into the most trouble spiritually are those who embrace isolation. I get real nervous when I call people over and over again. And they're intentionally not wanting to respond. Because accountability keeps them from drifting. Can I tell you this in love? The more you miss church, the less you miss it. The more you miss church, the less you miss it. Here's what I want you to know. You are accepted. And why am I telling you this? We want you to come as you are. Even right now, there are people that are hurt and wounded. But I felt like the Spirit of the Lord sent me on an assignment this afternoon to let everybody know that you are accepted there's some people right now i'm preaching to you that are watching online there's some that you're connected to who don't realize that they're welcome home right now you've been gone too long the spirit of god is saying come on home you've been gone far too long the spirit of god is saying come on home and some of you might be here but you've been at a distance it's no longer time to do things at a distance it's time to do things in color in person with people invite somebody over your house and let me just help you out right now stop inviting the same people I really like Isabella a lot and you know what was it last week you and Douglas over our house praise God they don't need to come over my house today <laughs> Sarah's like, oh man. Bella's like, I mean, you know y'all can come anytime you want. But I'm ready for somebody else to come over. Listen, relationships take work. It's easy to stay in your bubble. I'm going to say this and I'm done. I promise you all, listen, praise God. Berto's like, really, Pastor? I really mean it this time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.